Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, I'm Doug, and this is the Homegrown Remix Podcast. Like always, I'm here with four exceptionally bright students. Well, three exceptionally bright students. <laughs> and and Nolan. We I'm don't not, know who, but I'm not pointing any hurt. fingers. We're here with uh, four exceptionally bright students, and every week it's our goal to debrief, discuss, and digest the subject that we talk about. We talked about tolerating one another according to scripture uh, today because that's one of the 59 one another's. We also have a special guest. Her name is Hannah, and Hannah is from Ohio, Ohio the great state of Ohio. So there's no booing, <laughs> so we don't boo people from anywhere. Except for Gary and Except for Hannah. Right. So speaking of which, let's get going. Introduce yourselves. And then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start talking about the questions. My name is Claire Wirtz, and I'm a senior at Reading High School. I am uh, Zach Affelter, and I am a uh, sophomore at Reading High School. My name is Chloe Monahan, and I am a freshman at Reading High School. My name is Nolan Knorr, and I'm a senior at Quincy High School. Hannah, do you want to tell us who you are and what high school you're not going to? <laughs> Uh, my name is Hannah Warrington. I'm from Harrison County, Ohio, um, and I'm a senior in college. Senior in college in Ohio. So pretty exciting. This is the last week. We had people from all over the place. I think four different high schools. This week we have three high school students from one high school and one from their enemy. So just saying that. Proud to represent. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Nolan. All right. So. Uh, Let's let's go and let's talk. Today we talked about tolerance, tolerating one another, but not just putting up with difference because sometimes difference is wrong. We have to confront that at some point. Let me ask this first question because it's kind of a fun one. Don't use names. Do not use names or states. But is there a type of person that really gets under your skin? Give us the type of person that you might find annoying at times. Okay, this isn't a high school person, but just salesmen, car salesmen, people like that just annoy the crap out of me because I hate that they're trying to get something from me. Like, they act like they care about you, but, like, they don't. They want your money. Telemarketers, they're just stupid. I mean, people like that, anybody that wants my money or my information and acts like they care about me just drives me nuts. I have recently been getting uh, at least one text a day from a number that I continue to block that says, Oi Ramundo. And then it goes off in this whole Spanish thing. And then I also get another text that says, um, I want you to vote. And I am not of legal voting age. So just having to deal with those every single day is kind of annoying just because one's in Spanish and one's impossible to do. And I keep blocking them, but somehow they keep texting me, and it's very weird. Yeah, I get those too, and I'm a Canadian, and my, <laughs> name, my name is not Laura. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm not a Mexican named, named Ramundo. Yeah, Chloe. I get a lot of texts saying, like, hey, Colt. I don't know, just calling me Colt. So it must have been someone's old number. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, a lot of this annoyance is online. Yeah. Or it's yeah. Like yeah. on your phone. No, I was just saying, I'm like, I'm not too annoyed with people most of the time when it's like people that don't have any contact with me and they seem like they do. It's kind of like going back to like what Claire said, it kind of annoys me. 
I really, it drives me nuts when when people are also like two-sided or hypocritical people. It's always been something that has bothered me and it's really hard for me not to judge someone or to have grace towards them when I can see like, especially when you can see like two sides and you can see like the two sides of them and you're kind of just sitting back watching like, what are they doing? It's just one thing that like has always bothered me. Hypocritic behavior, when you see like, I used to know someone that they would like answer the phone and they'd hi, like answer so nice, but then like, then they like get off the phone and they're like, shut up. Like they're just like rude. I don't know. It just, things like that just has always frustrated me too. Nolan? I think what I get annoyed with most is people and things that don't make sense. Because I really like understanding how things work or why someone has an opinion about something or why they are the way that they are. But when people don't make sense, especially adults who should make sense, that really bothers me. In contrast, work like I interact with a large amount of sixth graders in the first section of Crossroads and... I love them. I love them so much. But sometimes they make absolutely no sense <laughs> in any of what they do at all. And and so they're hilarious, but sometimes you just really wonder what's going on inside their head. Because they just started a fist fight in the middle of the room for no reason. I kind of, going off of that, I really like math because math has got like a right answer and a wrong answer. Then you go over to, like, English, and it's all, like, interpretation, and it's like, oh, what does the blue door mean? It means it's a blue door, but I guess I was wrong. I don't know. That's why I like math, and English is dumb. There's, like, five ways to do one thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, there's not one place. I didn't really want to get you guys, you know, in a bad place. (laughs) (laughs) I am so offended by everything. Everything bothers me. Uh, Do you have anything, Hannah, that bugs you? Any type of person, a type of person. A type of person. I guess something that bothers me a lot is when we're working in a group of people and somebody isn't pulling their weight or they're not doing their side of what they're supposed to be doing. They're working hard like Mm -hmm. everybody else is. Yeah. I think what annoys me is when they expect all the reward of the work that somebody else did. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm entitled to the reward, dog. <laughs> yeah. Give me my kudos. All right, here's the second question. What's your response to the annoyance? Do you mock it? Do you run from it? Do you tolerate it? What do you do when somebody, and we're talking people, when somebody really, let's say, not only annoys you, but they hurt you? Because that's a form of tolerance, too. Scripture really clearly shows when they're in the wrong. Tougher question, right? Mm. Yeah. I'm going to be honest here. I just talk about them. It's not the right thing to do ever, and I've always struggled with gossiping, which makes me then a hypocrite for doing that because that drives me nuts, and I just can't, like, I can't stand to just keep it to myself or figure out how to, like, deal with it in a way that's responsible and respectful, and I just start talking about it. Like, usually with people I, I trust, like, always with people that I trust, but it shouldn't it shouldn't get to them either because then that changes their point of view of that person. And just because I have problems understanding them and understanding that doesn't mean that another person should have a bad point of view of that person because of that. Talk, I think a lot of us talk yeah. about people yeah. that annoy us. Yeah. Is there another response? I mean, is there something else you do 
to alleviate your annoyance or the fact that you've been wronged or, or hurt. It's kind of ironic because my brother is a ranked like state runner, so that's kind of funny. But I always just will just avoid people and avoid things that annoy me and just kind of quote unquote run from it. So that's kind of a legacy that I lived up to. But I just <laughs> avoid I avoid things that annoy me and I think in my head, whether it's just rationalizing it or not, that avoiding it is better than confronting it or causing a conflict or an issue because when I do stay, I ask way too many questions to try to make sense of things and then I'm probably too blunt and then I offend people or I just really confuse the six people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else with you? Um, a lot of the time, I just try and like smile and like go around, like not really, not really run away from it, but not really go and confront it. Um, it's kind of like just uh, let it happen and try to forget about it and move on. A lot of the time, sometimes it can lead to talking to myself in the shower a lot and just talking to myself at least. How many of you guys do that? You get into oh. a private place. All the time. And you let the person have it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what I should have said. Or they'd have been on the floor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's just called passive-aggressive anger. It's really just a form of anger, yeah, right? it is. Sometimes when I try, like, super, super hard, find ways to deal with something without being negative about it, I think about how I am lucky because I could... I could be hurt worse by someone, or I could, like, be treated worse. This is, it, and usually it's things that don't even have to do with me. It's just things I see that annoy me. That, that person isn't doing it to me. They're doing it to someone else. So I guess I'm lucky, but also that there are worse people in this world than that person. I am lucky to have the life that I have and the, the good friends I have that surround me, and that I guess that I'm not really close with that person because they would be treating me bad. All right, so this one's for Chloe. Chloe, lean in. Wanna hear your wisdom on this? Is it harder to tolerate someone that you are very close to, or is it harder to tolerate someone that you're very distant from? Um, probably like someone I'm very close to, cause you just know how they act and like how they normally are. And if they're like just being annoying it's just annoying i don't know yeah i'd agree with chloe it's i think it's harder to tolerate people that you're closer to because you see them more frequently and then it's almost like as they annoy you more and more it's almost like it's like stacking onto itself and like it's harder to tolerate them or that it's intentional yeah like, we yeah. Think like you that. feel like that because if it's someone you don't know like you can't blame them they don't know you you don't know them they don't know what ticks you off, mm -hmm. and a lot of the times the people that you're close to know what pushes your buttons, and when it feels like they're pushing your buttons, it almost hurts more. Yeah, when you build up history with those that you mm -hmm. know have very close relations with, it's so much easier to get annoyed at them, because you can be like, I remember when they did this last week and the month before mm -hmm. and before that, and then you can just bring up this rap sheet of every time mm -hmm. that they've annoyed you. Where, when it's someone new, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I don't really know who that is, but they're screaming a lot. That's annoying. Oh, well. Like babies on an airplane. Like babies on an airplane. I can tolerate that. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Puts him to sleep, actually. They're called, they're called headphones. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of it has to do with if, it, if you're closer with somebody, then you can, you're can you more likely to confront them. You are. So your response is is more more vehement, like you're willing to fight, right? So if your parents annoys you, most of us don't just go to the shower and speak our mind you know, to the shower. Mm-hmm. If, if it's, you know, we, we don't. We like, all right. That's it. It's go time. Like this is the fourth day in a row that my mom has ticked me off, and I, and that's a real relationship. And just so you guys know, when you get married, that's what happens there too. You're like, I am with this person all the time, and they are still annoying me. And you want to go, you because we're entitled, right? Yeah. So let me ask you another question. Uh, can you name any particular issues? And of course we can. We're living during COVID. But can you name the issues that you feel are more divisive in your school right now? I'll, I'll even bump on that. Is faith even a divider for your school? Does anybody talk about it? Because there's so many other things to disagree on. I'd say there's easier things to disagree on that people mm-hmm. aren't really even bringing up faith. It's like it's just taking a backseat to every other thing that's come up. Well, I mean, easily COVID, then politics, then race issues and then yeah and then just social issues of like yeah groups and cliques and things like that so is there is there political tension even in your high schools i mean you'd kind of be surprised at how many non-voters are very um opinionated about politics in high school i mean sometimes it's kind of frustrating because nolan said like sometimes people just don't make sense and that's when it's very annoying. That's just kind of dumb. Do you think they're thinking the same thing about the opposite side, though? Oh, yeah. The people who are like, oh, that yeah. person's stupid. They don't make any sense. They're, they're probably like, thinking the same thing about us. You are so stupid. You are not making any sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I think a lot of time people don't have reasoning what they believe either, which is why there's, I think, so much tension in high school. Actually, last week in our middle school, there was like a fight that broke out over politics in like the seventh grade art class. Because what? It, yeah, it was like, so the one day I walked into class and me and my one friend who like we know we're like on the other side of just like thinking and beliefs and we just kind of like banter with each other. We're friends and like, and our art teacher was like, unless we'd like to start um, a debate, we, we can't do that. We need to not talk about that. And I was like, uh, freedom of speech. And then she was like, there was a fight yesterday. I was like, oh, but if people too like you're only listening to like your parent or your whatever your example is because that's that's where all of it's coming from mm-hmm. like how why would you have an opinion if you're not like if there's nobody giving you that opinion or like te- teaching you those things or um and so people come up with these things from their peers or their uh, like the adults in their lives and instead of like making their own point of view, it falls upon that because you learn everything from the people around you. Like that's how you grow up. And especially because you're still like in the developmental stages of life, it's this is what I learned, this is what is right. Instead of this mind thinking of, there could be more than one option in in my way of thinking, I don't know. That there's more than one answer or that there's other sides than one side. Or, or maybe the things we're arguing about aren't really the answer. Yeah. Uh, so I have a friend, He's uh, he leads a denomination, and he says this. He said, if politics was the solution to the world's problems, 
then Jesus would have taken Satan up on his offer to rule the world. True. But he turned it down. He had the kingdoms of the world in his palm. If that was God's objective, then he'd have said yes. But he didn't. I think that's a really balanced statement. I mean, for me, it means that I can't really afford to get too locked into these conversations because I, A, don't want to offend the weaker brother. I mean, that's a pretty big concept. B, I, I don't want to be wrong and ignorant. And I've been wrong and ignorant lots. Yeah. So I don't want to be that person who just speaks my mind. So I need to tolerate you at least long enough to hear what your vantage point is. And most of the time, even if I don't agree with your outcome, I might go, oh, I know something new about you that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. and, and that's pretty critical. For instance, I don't, get in, I don't get involved in a divisive conversation about how real COVID is with anybody because I know people who've lost someone. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I have better numbers on my side, they have a loss. And as a Christian, I need to, again, the word, I need to push against them, lean against them to hold them up when everything else wants to destroy them. Mm -hmm. That That's a big concept. So let me ask you another question. These are deep, man. Yeah. So um, you know that we're in a historical time. Americans seem to be unable to tolerate different opinions, um, schools, just pretty, pretty much anything. Um, some even say that this election could bring civil unrest or civil civil war that's that's what they're saying now i don't know how that's possible but why are we so aggravated with each other because it seems like it's different now it seems like it's more i think like what you mentioned in your talk about that sense of entitlement i feel like a lot of people like in my generation like as we're getting older and like that group of individuals who had a lot of good just happen to them it gives you gives us that sense of entitlement so while they have they have their voice now in the world or in what they think is good we're trying to force our entitlement on the world like saying we deserve this this is what needs to happen to benefit me and it almost is like when everyone is doing that it's just causing constant conflict and fighting okay i think a lot of it has to do with technology honestly because you, you can see a large divide in people over technology. One of my friends commented on like a public post about um, like some politic and she was just like, I don't know, it was something where she was going against it and she got death threats, so many, like probably over 200 comments telling her to kill herself, like all these things that you don't even know the person. Like how can you say that? And what she said, it, it wasn't necessarily like rude or attacking a person specifically, but it was a counterpart to the belief. I just didn't understand how someone who doesn't even know a person can like call them horrible, horrible names and tell them to do horrible, horrible things when you don't know anything about them. And I think it's become so easy to call people stupid and idiots and all these like things and attack people because it's you're hiding behind a screen. It's like all of a sudden there's no emotion because you don't you don't see that person. You don't know that person at all. I just left a, a Facebook group um, full of youth pastors because someone uh, posted a statement that I would have thought was you know not a real smart statement, mm -hmm. 
and he got attacked. Mm -hmm. So one is ignorant, the other is sin. Mm -hmm. To attack a Christian brother is not tolerant. It, it's certainly not bearing, and, and it's not correcting them in love. It's not speaking the truth in love. They basically attacked. Yeah. And it was a large-scale attack, and I left the group. I, I did say something, but all I said was, I, I think it grieves our father to watch his children devour each mm -hmm. other. One of the uh, one another says, don't devour each other. It's coming up. And you'd be like, what? why is that even a thing? Because right now, it's a thing. Yeah. We're, we're just, we're destroying each other, and we want to be right instead of being Jesus. It's, it's really pretty interesting. So what do you need to do, we'll go around the circle, I guess, what do you need to do to bring peace to your school, peace into your world? That could be your home. Because if we leave and we don't have anything to do, then you know, we've just talked about something that's really an annoying thing. Talked about it, but we haven't really made any difference. I think we all know people and know attitudes and know issues that annoy us and that we can't tolerate and that just are too much. And I think the only thing that we can do is try to go against that is try to be different than everybody else and try to be not the things that annoy us and try our best, only in God's help can we really do it, but try our best to not devour each other, to be patient and gentle and kind and loving, that we don't take hard, fast stances on things and defend it with the dirtiest tactics, that we don't gossip about those around us and try to destroy those with opposing views or wrong views or ignorant views. I think that we need to do our best to educate ourselves, but also not forget that we have a job to love everyone and is our duty and our, our responsibility to love everyone around us and that we can't forget loving people just in the name of being right. Chloe, what do you do? What do you do to bring peace? Um, I think that like to just resolve like all the tension between them to just talk about the person. Don't gossip about them behind their back. If they're annoying you, like talk to them, be like, hey, like could you like stop doing that? It's just kind of like rude, annoying anything they're doing and just don't be like rude because they're being rude to you show love to them so that they know how to show love to other people um i think like kind of going back to what chloe and nolan said but also what doug said in his talk was just um living your life in that sort of like agape like love being willing to love others even though they might disagree with you they might harm you they might even be very negative towards you but like giving them that patience that love um it just it sets you apart and people will notice that um in the talk doug talked about this lady who um knew that jesus was something special and just knew that if she touched his clothes she would be healed. And if we live like that, if we live a life of set-apartness and something different from the normal standards, people will take notice of that and they will want to interact with us. And that's where we can point 
that conversation towards Christ and towards salvation? I would say speak the truth in love and prioritize love over division. We're so divided because when we don't like what someone else is saying, you tend to attack them as a person instead of thinking about they could be right and you could be the idiot. Like you could, like, are you really, like, are, even if, no matter what the issue is, if it's a political issue, if it's, if it's simply they're hurt by something you said or did, yeah. and that could be because they were raised in some way or along some time someone hurt them in that same way and you hurt them on accident and didn't mean to. Yet if you are so defensive because there's an indifference there and you don't think it, ex it exists, but it obviously does, that you attack someone else, that's what destroys us. Hannah, what's your take tonight? You're, you're you know, new and visiting. What's your take tonight? Um, I just think that overall, as people of faith and just people in general, we need to be more understanding and understand that people are not ever going to have, there's going to be times where people have the same opinion as you, and there's going to be people that don't, and that's okay. They're allowed to have their own opinions and their own feelings, and you just have to find a way to communicate better with them or with yourself to know how to act and treat other people. It's good stuff, guys. I think the biblical word we're looking for is grace. Mm -hmm. I think that's the word. We're giving grace instead of judgment. And I, I, I just love that concept that I extend grace instead of my opinion. It's, uh, it's a little bit more mature. It's really countercultural. Yeah. Like in a world that really wants to have their say, mm -hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's not really about my say. So. Thanks, guys. It was good talking to you. Good read tonight, as always. This is the Homegrown Remix podcast with me, and I think maybe this was the best ever. Best, <laughs> no, best ever. All oh, right, yeah. that's it. We'll see you next week. Until then, God bless you. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious Rich Roast Coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter. <laughs>